This is the podcast for the documentary In Progress, Indelible, for the week of December 2nd, 2016. Over the past few months, I've been working on confirming information related to Carl Harp's experience as a teen in California, where he was recruited into training for mercenary work before he even had a social security number. I mention the social security number because he must have one to enter the military, so this proves he was not part of any legitimate military. He and 33 other kids were then sent to participate in gun running and fighting in Vietnam and Guatemala. He wrote about the experience with a sense of pride, but from my research, I think the acts of targeting young kids in poverty and in vulnerable family situations to undertake this training and participation was not only illegal, as it was outside of congressional oversight, it was irreparably damaging to these kids. In Carl's case, he was never able to free himself from the experience. And it may have been why he was targeted to be the patsy for the sniper crime. I don't know for sure, but it is looking more and more to be likely. Over the past few months, I have met others with similar experiences to Carl's with mercenary training as young teens who, like Carl, were living in poverty in unstable homes in the same area of California during the same time. And there is more I am waiting to confirm. As an American who was raised to believe that my country does not use children as soldiers, like those other countries, I have found this aspect of Harp's story to be the most difficult to witness. I must now face that my country's military and certain branches of law enforcement used these beautiful, unformed, talented, young men as throwaways in their wars, some of which were undeclared wars. Those who targeted Harp and the others were often ex-special forces. These are the most highly regarded soldiers in our military, but not all vets would willingly participate in such unethical and unconstitutional actions. Over the past months, as I was confirming these details, the events at Standing Rock emerged. It is an epic battle between the noble leadership of a people, the indigenous tribes, who value life and humanity, versus those who have infiltrated my government and are now only corporate protectors. The indigenous tribes at Standing Rock refer to themselves as water protectors as they are trying to stop an oil pipeline from being placed in the ground and under the Missouri River, which threatens the safety of their drinking water. Law enforcement, supported by my federal government, has been brutalizing them as they peacefully sit in objection to the pipeline on land given to them in their treaties during the 1800s. The treaties gave them rights to the water and the airspace above the land. 
I call this group of fearful and unhealthy law enforcement the corporate protectors, as that is all they are. In their world, protecting a corporation's interests is more valuable and more important than protecting the life of unarmed American citizens who are only protecting their drinking water and their land, including sacred burial sites. But the tides are turning as over 3,000 vets, I guess we could say 3,000 troops, have arrived at Standing Rock. They say they are there because they signed a document that said they would protect the Constitution, including violations of it on domestic soil at home. They feel what is happening to the water protectors is unconstitutional, and it is. The corporate protectors, including those who sit in high office, chose December 5th, Custer's birthday, as a day to disrupt the water protectors camp at Standing Rock, which has swelled with supporters from all over the country and the world to over 10,000 people. They have said they will evict or evacuate the water protectors from this camp in an attempt to hide the protest and continue with the, pro- with the pipeline. The water protectors have said they will not leave, and their noble tribal leadership has said they will not leave, and the group of noble vets have said they will protect the water protectors in their camp peacefully. Watching my fellow citizens stand up in peace and fellowship to an illness that has infiltrated my government has been very life-affirming to observe. And I feel strongly that the actions at Standing Rock will turn the tides towards a new way of life in the United States. It is as if, finally, the illness will be purged from the government. It is hard to understand this given the recent election outcome, but I believe the citizens in the United States are more important and will have more impact than any small group of wrongfully elected leaders. And in fact, I think the election has only made the people more willing to stand up against such an endemic illness. And that's all I have for today. Thank you. Good night.